Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to uh, Pancakes on Sunday. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I, I was I was listening to the podcast and other people, and never, so I was like, I noticed myself say "uh," and uh-huh. I noticed it in every <laughs> intro, and I'm like, you know, guys, I'm just gonna stick with it. Just give them the uh. yeah, just give them the uh. Yeah. So uh, right. you welcome. Gotta. I'm joined here today with Ryan. What's going on, everybody? And we got a very special guest, good friend, beer connoisseur, and Jack Jackson of all trades. There you go. Welcome, Ooh, like Jackson. That. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah. Jackson being a beer connoisseur, we he brought some goodies for us, so we will be trying beers as we go. He will. We're going to just do a little rundown of each beer, just so if you guys are interested and want to try and you guys are beer connoisseurs out there, then, you know, try to find it at your local shops. We're all about the beer. I'm excited. Support local excited breweries this. and all that stuff. That's, I had a rough weekend, that's so I'm excited stuff. for this. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. First that? one. We'll start with, a, with a, a style of beer we all know and love, a lager. Okay. okay. This is from a brewery in Columbus called Noctera Ooh. Brewing Company. Okay. They're Powell. They're pretty cool. They're in an old train depot, and they're really community-focused. And there's some breweries that are, like, really big space and make a little amount of beer, and then places that are really small and make good beer and make a lot of it. And this is the latter. They didn't grow a ton. They keep it small. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. Fuck yeah. And they just make pretty good clean beer. So this is just classic American lager, but... Look good, I would say. Yes, yeah, I like that. It's very refreshing. Baseball crisp. game, it's very nice. crisp. Baseball game beer. Baseball game beer. But um, so welcome, guys. This is pancakes on Sunday. Um, I hope Almost you like found us. Like lemon head. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I Maybe like you that. drank too much this weekend, right? Maybe I did. I did, I did drink <laughs> too much this weekend, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> But uh, thanks for thanks for listening. You know, I I will be found you on Apple. Hope you found me on Spotify. You know, Instagram. We're on all the socials. You know, give us a follow, and keep listening if you found us. Uh, for all the listeners out there, we are running a contest through September first. If you listen to it before then, we have a T-shirt to give away to one lucky listener. If you DM us on Instagram at Pancakes on Sunday Morning or email us. At pancakes on Sunday morning at gmail.com. If you email us, DM us, tell us where you're from, you know, what, what episode you heard us in, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we see, we kind of see where people download from, and our little map has exploded over the last week, and we appreciate it. It's been amazing. We've had one of the best months so far. It's pretty nice. cool. Pretty and cool. Uh, we, we couldn't do it without everyone out there. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Wrap the shirt, they're cute. They look good. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's, like it's a nice it. shirt. QR you can code. see what the shirt looks like on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. So we have a uh, fam jam coming up. That we're all gonna be wearing the shirts. So if you see us out there, you know, come up, and say hello. If you're in the Cleveland area, you know, that'd be that'd be great. Scan the barcode while you're at it. Scan the barcode. Follow us on socials. I mean, I hope you're already there, but you know, you never know. Come up and say hi. So we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, that's a little housekeeping. But without further ado, Jackson, sir. Hello. Hello. What is Jackson's origin story? I guess lead us up through your formal education. Uh, So I was born in Minnesota, lived there until I was 10, kind of in a rural area north of Minneapolis. My folks are from the Cleveland area, but that's where they went to college and kind of tried to live somewhere else. Okay. Came back when I was 10. 
and I went to Newberry with mm-hmm. you two. Yep. Uh, all the way through high school. I moved to Columbus at that point and went to Columbus State Community College academically while socially going to Ohio State. <laughs> that was probably good I move. lived on the campus, <laughs> lived with all people that went there. That that whole area is just kind of that for there's a bunch of colleges down there and there's right. just a bunch of people that live there. And I thought I would go to Ohio State after and I was going to study film. And then I got my two-year degree and I wasn't ready to I wasn't really doing well I mean I did like well enough in school just like high school but I still Mm -hmm. didn't give a shit right Ohio State only had a like academic film studies program so it wasn't even making movies it was studying old films pretty much writing about them and that's still kind of cool. I mean, it's cool. Right. It's just not really a practical yeah. film class. That's not what thing. you wanted to do. I mean, and I, it was already a lot of money. Right. Um, so I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and then randomly, through I was very uh, overweight throughout all high school. Like I was three hundred and thirty pounds when I graduated, and I had like just kind of been introduced at the end of college to eating healthy kind of there's a documentary called fat sick and nearly dead that's on netflix that's a trucker who loses like 200 pounds through juice fasting oh wow and i saw that and it was the first time i was like i don't know maybe i could do that like i tried so many fucking things and it never worked and it was like maybe i'll just do that and i was really impatient in college and i had to take a bus and uh, i just didn't want to wait so i started riding my bike so all of a sudden I was like eating vegetables and riding my bike for the first time. I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And my dad was kind of a hippie in college for whatever that means, but in some sense of the word. <laughs> so I was kind of hip to that lifestyle and then just had this idea that I was going to go make a documentary where I went from living in Columbus in the city to and completely off the grid like back to the land deal and with the idea kind of being the juxtaposition of going from being super fat drinking every night just eating pizza all the time living in this like super urban overindulgent lifestyle to Mm -hmm. pretty much the opposite of that and during that process i uh it was outside of Asheville, north carolina And while making the movie, I kind of lost the ability to make the movie about the transformation because the trans, the, the life just took, it was more about the lifestyle and you just didn't want to film it anymore. You just ended up liking it. And then just, at that point it wasn't like you, it's not like you were going back to the city. You just decided, I mean, why not? Why go back? Culture shock? Maybe it. So like half of it was was that it was just more fun to do it and Mm. half of it was that I so there's literally no power at the place I was living and Mm -hmm. I didn't have a car so my desktop computer this was like I was shooting on DSLRs with big SD cards and this was before USB 3 and like fast data transfer and it just was like a lot more cumbersome in 2012 to to create (laughs) digital content so I would have to bike 20 miles to, oh. like, spend three hours dumping footage 
to then make any progress to you know it takes like a whole day like youtubers now vlogging was barely even a concept but mm -hmm. it would take like a whole day of work to make what i wanted but the thing i was doing i had to do shit every i had to like turn the, the irrigation system on every morning i had to like guinea hens out every morning i had to be there in the evening to do these they didn't things. have gopros really back then so it's not like you to walk around with a gopro and because i mean that would be if you think about it now yeah you walk around with a 4k gopro and totally. a stick and strap it to your chest totally. and you can easily turn on the irrigation and do a bunch of stuff but back then with your dslrs i mean you're putting right. those on tripods setting and up setting tripods. up shots that's like a legitimate camera and then right? going and doing yeah. your thing pretty big and yeah. then going back to the camera right. setting up a shot and you're just doing double if you do a, a scene where you're walking away totally I mean, you walk away yep. and then you walk back into your camera and then you walk back again i right. mean it's how far did you go with making the film so i made a thing technically okay i'm not even gonna plug it because I do hope someday to actually do a better version. If you okay. like, if people really want to see it, yeah, they can find it on YouTube. Oh shit! Um, All right. By searching my name, Jackson Bagley Bonner. But it's not. It was. A, I had a kick. I did a Kickstarter campaign. Yep. And I got like two thousand dollars, which at the time felt fucking insane. And it was. It. It was so generous that people did that. But when you're 20 you're like god that's so much money i can't believe yeah. it. And now i'm like <laughs> you know it i shouldn't have felt like that was the entire weight of the world yeah. when it because, when camera is like 25 percent of that yeah right. and it was well, i mean it uh i felt bad asking for a thing that didn't end up being the thing that i Makes wanted sense. to do yeah so i did the thing but i didn't even really know what the story was at that point because my life was so fucking crazy. Now, did you film before, like, deciding to go out and film this? Did you, like, were you on, you, like, did you put old stuff on YouTube? Like, thinking about what YouTube is now. It's yeah. Like, or do you almost think that you missed out on that YouTube generation? Because um, 2012 in that era, YouTube wasn't really big. It definitely was not what YouTube no, is today. not even at all. But I'm close. I think... It could, there could have been a right place, right time. Before even this happened, in like 10th grade, or before that even, when web video was just getting mm -hmm. uh, big, there was a website called snoodler.com. Like, YouTube didn't even exist. You had to host your own videos. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's this website called Snoodler that made youtube content you know now what would YouTube. be like a wow. youtube channel and it was some of it was like stage skits some of it was like low-level jackass petty bullshit like i remember the video that you had andrew bonus running around burton circle right in. yeah and there and were a few things like that <laughs> like yeah. just strange little but i mean that was but that was the internet back then you couldn't put a 30-minute video on youtube no like and the, you couldn't even really put when did YouTube become like relevant? I guess it it was a website a lot longer ago than we think. I think it was like two thousand six or two thousand seven, but it could even be older than that. Wow. Popularity, I would have to say maybe twenty fifteen was starting the rise Probably of that. what it is. Yeah, I mean it's like Reddit or Wikipedia it, or any of these. It websites. wasn't big when we were in high school because I don't I don't remember. It was a uh, niche where the internet was right wasn't yeah big it wasn't in like the same was, way. Yeah. I mean, like that first I think the first YouTube 
series I remember seeing is like that red versus blue. Uh-huh. With oh, the, yeah, the Halo yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. and Voiced over. Yeah. That was like the earliest show or something that I can remember, so. Let's rinse out our cups a little bit before Ooh. we pour another one. Yeah, so I think there's a world where that, where film or digital video or that could have been my thing. Even mm. with the, the yurt thing, I think had I had access to a computer to, like, make, to edit there, and a camera that did it, and, like, just the physical... I was, like, malnourished, straight up. Uh, I didn't have the physical or mental capacity to do more than, like, meet my basic needs. So... Were you growing food? Did you have... We grew... There were, were, like, some livestock. There were guinea hens. um, And then we had, like, three acres of onions and greens and some things. How did you find this? I guess. Uh, like, I understand why you did it. Oh, like, no, that's a good question. Like, so, who, who and where? Like, yeah, 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 that's a great question. I didn't know where... Oh, some of these are going to be so exciting. <laughs> we're going to... Yeah, think about that question. We're going to move on. Let's do this next beer yes, real quick. Yes, This uh, next beer is... It's the same brewery, actually. This okay. is... There's three from this place. I just went there this week. So one of the best parts of my job is the people that we sell malt to really want to share their beer. So I always... Here, I'm going to put yeah. these in the order we're in so I don't forget. So I always go and come home with like a case or two of Ooh, free beer. It's a dark one. It's a dark lager. Okay. Okay. So lagers, unlike ales, have to be fermented cold. All the like traditional American beers are are lagers and they're much harder to make but they became like the dominant beer and everybody makes them light but I think dark ones are fucking good I don't mind dark beers sometimes it's almost too much yeah a couple of these are gonna be right way <laughs> way they're too much for me Cheers. So this is a dunkel it's a smoky kind of German traditional beer I really like this one mmm that's, that's not bad. That's smooth. Yeah, that's actually really good. And it goes on for a while. Cool. So, back to your question here. What? How, yeah, how'd you get into this? How'd you find a yurt? How'd you... So, I knew I wanted a piece of land somewhere. I wasn't sure what the craft was going to be. I was maybe going to do, like, an earth ship, which is, like, you dig... There's a bunch of different earthen structures. I was maybe going to get you guys to fucking help me at one point. Like, you know, everybody just, like, helped me dig and stack tires. Oh, wow. That would have been a good time. <laughs> My mom put it in our Christmas card, our holiday card, uh, that came, like, I think went out right after Thanksgiving. And it was definitely one of those, like, uh, movie moments. We came home... I can't remember which day of the Christmas season it was. My parents are both ministers. Not that that really matters, but liturgically that time is all important to them and was in my childhood. And we came home after this church service that I just fucking hated. I hated going to, to church and the whole fucking thing. Mm. And there was a me- the light on the answering machine was beeping. My mom pressed it, and it was a dude that she... right When she first left seminary, she was a preacher at this super progressive church in Minneapolis. And it was the guy from there. And he was like, oh, hey, Judy, it's Don, blah, blah. My son, 
I've got your Christmas card. Saw Jackson's looking for a place to live. My son just bought 30 acres in the mountains outside Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, wow. There's no structures there. We're turning it into an off-the-grid permaculture farm, so tell him to come on down. It was, was just that. like, yeah. Wow. Couldn't have imagined a better... Is that still going on today? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a full... Dude, there was nothing there, and now there's a beautiful home, like four cabins. It's a full-scale production wow. That's pretty farm. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It Everyone was, lives there off the... Their whole family... So it's like the pair, the people that my mom knew retired there. The son lives there and farms, and then their other son has a cabin that they stay in the summer there. Wow. And it's mostly, like, beef and pork that they do now. Okay. Um, so it, it was never going to be, like, a... He... The, the dude has a full-time job. It's, it's like, like a, a local business type of deal. It's like a deal. hobby yeah. business, yeah. and his parents mm. are retired. And, and they just to, live there, kind of hang out. Yeah, and out. help with the farm yeah. and... Um, Shit, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. But, yeah, there's nothing. Like, putting up... We put, I put up a perimeter fence around 30 acres. Like, that's where I was malnourished. I was eating, like, a cup of couscous with, like, onion and then digging post holes for 14 hours a day. Oh, yeah, that's not... That just sounds and miserable. <laughs> and I had to filter my water. Like, even getting enough water to stay hydrated was uh, taxing. So, tough, tough Na- situation. In Ashland, I mean, that you're in the summertime and it's... Is warm down up. there, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's it's, yeah, it's hot. So, so, but you do you do finish out. I mean, you do. How long are you there for? Like four and a half months, I think, mm-hmm. roughly four and a half five months. Which felt like I mean, it was kind of like the pandemic. Honestly, uh, I feel like it helped me in dealing with the pandemic because it was unfathomably slow at times, and also faster than I could have. I mean, I was, sometimes I went, like, three days without seeing another person. Straight. <laughs> wow. So, you, uh, it just fucks with it. And no electricity. So, like, your whole sense of time. I woke up at, like, 5 a.m. and went to bed at 8.30. It was just a weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, all that's, weird. That's crazy. That's. But I met, like, cool, people that, uh, you know, hunted hunted deer and made their clothes out of them and made the head cheese from the skull and lived completely off the grid and fully not like hippie tie-dye shirt music festival like actually back to the land incredible changed my perspective of what life could be be. which is then why movies just completely fell to the wayside and I was like what the fuck is this about okay so you you accomplish you you release something and it is I did out a there. Thing. It's out there. Uh, someday there will I think be a better version with a more cohesive meaning. Uh, well, I, I think I'm finally figuring out what it was I was trying to say. Okay. Uh, because ultimately I got more confused during the <laughs> process at the time. I was even less sure by the time I finished. Now, after North Carolina, did you come back home, or did you straight up move around? No, I I was in Northeast Ohio for, like, six months. It's when you and Tim worked at Mustard Seed. I came back. Yes, that's right. Okay. Because you got me a job there. I got you and Tim a job there. (laughs) Was that when you guys were living at the Snow Roadhouse? Uh, I think so. Okay. I was seeing a woman who, like, 
were, ended up living in my parents' garage with me for like three months. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. She was from California. Her sister lived in L.A. I still thought maybe I wanted to work in film. So the plan was for me to go meet her in L.A. We were going to live there indefinitely to see see what happens. I was just like, I had no... I mean, people make it by just going to L.A. and winning it. I had zero money, attachment. My whole life was turned upside down. I wasn't about to be in Newberry and, like, working at Mustard Seed after the experience I had just had. So I was like, I'll just fucking go to California. Why not? That makes sense. This is, like, not, uh, this is such a whole separate story, but it, through a very random series of events, her appendix burst while I was getting ready to fly there. She ended up in the ICU for two weeks. Wow. Her dad picked me up, who I had never met. (laughs) Stayed (laughs) in her parents' house for two weeks, who I had never met. Awkward. While she was going through, like, could have died. Right. Bad. Oh, yeah, bad times. Bad times. So we were there in the Northern Bay Area for two months. We went to L.A. She was a big part of my, also, like, Asheville, changed, like, the outcome of my life. Super uh, progressive, had lived in South America for multiple years, like came from this super hippie Northern Californian family. Got me really into food and just the counterculture. Further changed my life a lot. Wow. Ended up in California, in LA, finally after she got better. She had like another complication. Her father was a lawyer. And she had now been to, like, five different doctors all over the country because she was traveling. I met her in North Carolina (laughs) through a friend. She came with me in the U-Haul drive back to Ohio. Oh, wow. Because she said she was going to hitchhike to West Virginia. She's from Northern California, and we were all like... You can't do you that. You don't fucking no. hitchhike. <laughs> through, not She's through. like a 110-pound little California girl. That's right. Like, that's bad news bears waiting to happen. So that's how that all happened. But her dad, her medical bills were like over a million dollars at this point from all the shit. And her dad realized that the insurance company was going to like audit her because her bills had been all over the country. And come to find out, I didn't know, she was married to a one this doesn't even matter that she was married to a woman she's married to a woman for health insurance okay 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 essentially um and her dad realized this and called her and was like you have to go to you eugene oregon now because if they figured this out and audit you you're gonna have to declare bankruptcy because you're committing health insurance (laughs) so i was working at a greek food truck in l.a I was like interviewing for PA positions. I thought we were living there. I got back to the apartment we were living at, and the car was packed. And she told me we were going to Eugene. Jesus, gotta go! <laughs> wow, wow, going right now. <laughs> that's Jesus. Wow, that's so that that's is, like something you see out of a movie for sure. <laughs> that's how I ended up in Eugene, Oregon, where I ended up living for about ten years. Okay, <laughs> wow. Um. Was that all? Was everything resolved, or no? We broke up like three weeks after we got to Eugene. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, 
Because I'm assuming you didn't know she was married. That wasn't even the issue. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, that was like... There sounds like there was a lot going on there. It, it, it was just, uh, we were both in, like, zero commitment, zero strings times of our lives while we were mm-hmm. together. And it was a great, beautiful thing. But as soon as we were like, oh, here's... I have to live my life. We were like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go. Um, but at that point, I was, like, super into natural food because I had lost like 150 pounds yeah, you look good now between yeah, the great, North Carolina experience thank you and then even after that just eating better and exercising more and being out not even like just just being outside more um, but then I started working at a health food store there and getting into like specialty food and beer and the whole regional food system. And that is how I... Alt- and uh, Moonlit for cannabis growers. The, the, uh, the Eugene area is, like, the same as Northern California. It is just a totally accepted part of the entire, uh, like, economy of the region. Uh, it, it pays the bills for, for like, the s- cities themselves. That's hey, cool. Let it. I yeah. Mean, if it does, if it works, yeah, it all works fine. Uh, and then I worked at this. Finally, left health food store to start working at a meat and dairy farm where I was selling the food to health food stores because these reps were coming in to the store I was at, and I was like, "You guys just like drive around and give people samples all day and schmooze." They're like, "Yeah." It's like, "Fuck, all right, I, I can do that." All right, that sounds awesome. So then I worked at this meat and dairy farm, and it was cool, but also a nightmare. And then I got the job at this fertilizer company that catered mostly to cannabis growers, uh, but also sold, like, chopsticks and fancy imported <laughs> Asian housewares. Yeah. The tagline was practical goods for a natural living. So it was, like, stuff to make sauerkraut, fancy chopsticks, and soy sauce dishes. So we sold to health food stores, okay. high-end restaurants, grow shops, and wheat growers. Okay. Really Eugene weird fucking business. But really got me into farming more, like the nuts and bolts of fertilizer and agronomy and soil food web. And that led me to the place I left in Eugene, which was a like a farm-to-table distributor. So we contracted with farmers to grow 100 acres of oats or 500 acres of barley or shit like that. Uh, but they were like weird heirloom specialty varieties and we had them grown like dry land and organic so they were fancy grains at like James Beard restaurants or maltsters who make beer that are used specialty products or flour mills and shit like that. So now you're run of the mill just barley or tomatoes or something like that you're no yeah like it was all all kind of specialty high-end you ship nationwide or worldwide or is it just like local they both of those companies in oregon were uh nationwide and exported a tiny bit Hmm. but were more primarily focused in the northwest because that's like a core concept of the business is regional food and sustainability but there's some stuff like we we imported cacao and uh, quinoa and shit like that too Mm -hmm. so there was some stuff because of where we were that it made sense to ship across the country because like California rice 
you're not going to get it uh, any closer. You know, like, it, mm-hmm. you have to buy it from the West Coast. So there was some shit that we moved. But uh, the whole time I was super into beer, though. Uh, ever since I went to the health food store, Eugene is a big beer. Eugene likes to consume things and consume good things. So <laughs> beer and good beer just kind of surrounded me there. And mm-hmm. I was getting into the science of fertilizer. So I kind of got into the science of beer. And that is how I ended up in my current job, where it's like, I don't really need to... It helps that I have brewed beer a few times, and I kind of get it, but more what I get is the grain, and how to ship products, and how to deal with freight companies, and what dealing with specialty product has. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of the value I bring, and I can understand enough about beer to hopefully point them in the right direction, but it's more for the the brewer and like our head monster who really know like, that have a lot of time PhDs and really know what the fuck they're doing. PhDs which is, get a PhD to do this. Some people do, yeah. Pe- really? There are PhDs in brewing science for sure. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Never knew that was possible. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, yeah that's... for sure. Big now, breweries have labs with straight up scientists, the you know, like the QC. That kind of makes sense. If you're making millions of dollars right. sort of thing, yeah. somebody's gotta make sure it all tastes the same. Now, when it comes to, like, fertilizer and stuff, is that, I'm, I'm assuming everything's natural. You're not getting your your stereotypical crap that's sprayed on your massive farms or anything. Like, what is what is in natural fertilizer? So, it's a... It's an interesting thing. There are, like, organic-approved fertilizers can be... There are certain pesticides that can be organic-approved... And it's a whole fucking thing. But ultimately, the idea, as opposed to having a synthetic fertilizer that is, like, nitrogen that is made from petroleum or the ammonia or, you know, shit like that, you would have bat guano or crab meal or blood meal, which is a byproduct from slaughter a lot of the time or from some other waste stream. And it doesn't have the nitrogen or whatever phosphorus readily available it instead feeds the microbes in the soil that then release those things or whatever it is okay so instead of giving it directly it helps the soil make it correct and that that's kind of cool is really the main selling point for me when i'm trying to talk to people about organics or more than that like just buying food from a farm you know or someone where you can see what they're doing is most big agronomic operations like the core concept is you're you're taking from the soil and just adding and adding and adding and that just fucks it up more so that you have to add more every year which is how the dust bowl like it's literally a a burnham and churnum approach you can't do it forever Mm-hmm. After 50 years, you've fucked it up so bad that it's just done. Whereas with organic, or even natural production, even if it's not certified organic, but you're feeding the soil, it gets easier as time goes on, and you're actually building fertility. You're and building a foundation, too. Right. That, that, can, that can literally last forever. Why, uh, why destroy it with all this shit when you can just keep adding more right. bags into it and feeding Which is it. why there are 200-year family farms, whereas someone that just grows corn and soybeans and only rotates those same two things and sprays the same four things won't be able to farm there in 40 years. Yes. Wow. Huh. 
That's so it's a whole different. That is very interesting. Thing. Didn't know that. No. Cool. Yeah. So you got into beer, and what? I mean, what drew you to beer? I mean, I know Eugene's popular, but what? I mean, there. I guess you have so many different options. I mean, we've already had two, and I. And I know there's. I know there's so many. I mean, I, I stick to my favorite. There's a is lot. like porters and stouts and Thank stuff. You. I like the summertime or the wintertime beer, but. I am a. Uh, Everybody loves food. Everybody loves music. You know, whatever it is. Okay. I uh, I have a sound like a fucking douche. I have a refined palate, <laughs> and uh, like sensory. Do you feel the same way about wine? I do. I can appreciate okay wine. I don't like it as much as I like beer. Right. But even food, just everything. Um, do you ever get into bourbons? No, I'm no. kind of away from the hard A. Not for anything other than, um, I just, it's like, same thing with all drugs after weed. I found beer and I found weed. I was like, this is good. You're cool. Right, really, right. This yeah. seems like it works for me. Yeah. Um, so I just really loved the diversity. I loved that it's an, it's a natural food, like inherently, uh, you know, it's like super, there's only a few ingredients. You can use that to get really complex flavors. Beer's been around forever. There's a history attached to it, like old time music. It's a whole fucking thing. All right. This is the last one from, uh, from that brewery in Columbus. Okay. Now this one is, is weird. It's called, it's called in the weeds. Oh, it's a New England IPA with cannabis terpenes. Ooh. So they have isolated just the terpenes from cannabis. There's no THC or CBD in here. So it's like the, the flavonoids specifically. And this is like a thing that people are doing now in beer. Because um, essentially weed is kind of, isn't it kind of in the hop family? They're a part of the same family. They are. And they have the same terpenes, like mycerin and limonol, and there's like hundreds of them. Um, but the same wow. things that make them smell. That smells weird. It tastes kind of like bong water, but in a good way. Cheers. As good as... Right? I mean, I've drank bong water before. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of tastes like, an, like how an edible makes your breath... Feel. I get that. And that's pretty good for an IPA. I'm not a huge yeah. IPA person. Like, when the IPA gets you the dry up and, like, the cheekbones up top there. That's yeah, it's, it's not super bitter because it's a New England IPA, which I is, like, a hazy IPAs. IPA. I don't mind them. So, I, it, does hazy come from the color? Does Is, is, is it not filtered? Is, is that what gets the haziness? It's a whole... There's a lot of different ways people do it. And it's, like, a... It's not a super technical... There's not, like, a, a beer god who is like, you must make it like this. So two breweries make the exact same beer. They call them two fucking different things. Mm. This is, like, hazy, like, they just didn't filter it. Uh, like, it looks like a normal beer that's kind of cloudy. Yeah. And then the people that are making, like, the Haze Boy really hip what people want beers, for better or worse, they look like fucking orange juice. Like they're not, they're they're literally orange, and that's like hot particulate, and the yeast is designed to make it stay 
so there's various levels and like old school breweries are kind of mad about it because beer was supposed to be clear for so long and it was like bad if your beer was hazy and now everyone's like oh. and they're like vindictive so then they're just making clear beer kind of cloudy yeah. and it's like that's not that's not that's why you're mad because you don't not even fair. fucking get it <laughs> right yeah not, like you you're not even understanding what you're doing a whole extra step than these people are and and it's still not it's the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i like this it's pretty it tastes good, really right? good. Yeah. yeah that's really good and they so in bitter ipas you add hops to the to the boil while the wort is like still hot before it's fermented so you're like making tea with them so you get all the bitterness and a fuck ton of the flavor with new england ipas you add some hops during the the boil or the whirlpool i'm not sure which i'm not a fucking expert right i let me just say sound good (laughs) sound good i'm definitely not an expert uh but with new england's instead of adding them while it's hot you add them while it's fermenting or while it's colder so you don't get the same bitterness and all those things in the body of the beer it just smells like it so that's why this i mean this one smells like wheat but most new england ipas (laughs) don't smell so bitter they smell like flowery or juicy Mm -hmm. and they don't taste bitter because they didn't actually boil the hops in there they put them in when it was cold so it just smells more than tastes so you, what what do you what do you sell to breweries? Do you sell the hops? Do you sell just barley? Or do you sell? We sell just malt primarily. We have a few other adjuncts which are like flaked wheat and flaked oats, which aren't malted. But primarily, we sell malted grains and roasted malt. And a malted grain is barley that has been soaked so that it starts germinating. So you're you're pretty much tricking the grain into thinking it's going to grow, and it's releasing all the shit to be a healthy plant. So all the sugars start to become real, and all the carbohydrates and proteins. And as soon as it's like the best packet of life, you cook the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so that you stabilize the sugar mm-hmm. and shit. And that is what malt is, is germinated kilned grains. So you can have oat malt and rye malt. Is that what a malt liquor would, would, it would be? Yes, a okay. malt liquor would be made like out of that. a malted grain. Okay. Um, as opposed to, like, corn Corn liquor does not come from malted corn. Uh, it, it's a different process. There's liquor from ethanol or whatever. Right. Corn is, it's pretty much wine and, or not wine, um, water, add the corn, add a bunch of sugar, cook it down until like the corn particles like separate and then you let it ferment for a, a week or until it stops burping. Yeah, I don't and, quite know. And then throw Distill it into it a still. few times. Yeah. yeah. I did it with peaches. Oh, cool. I made it with peaches. It's technically considered a brandy mm-hmm. because it was primarily peaches. Mm. I did add a little uh, corn to the top mm-hmm. just to kind of bring up the proof. Sure. But, I mean, it doesn't taste like peaches now if you distill it. Uh-huh. Honestly, it tastes like tastes like clear shine i guess sure yeah, yeah it's do you have a little still or um someone in the family does nice. we experimented they showed me how to do it and nice god uh, one weekend we did the mash and the uh-huh. next weekend we did the we stilled and yeah i got a little bit off the top and i mean it was it was good i nice. mean it was it was a cool experiment i definitely want to try it again mm-hmm. and experiment with different berries and yeah, had a different still. fruit no not yet oh, okay it takes a lot of effort that's like the biggest thing with 
all like having really gotten into natural food and preservation and like I was making and canning ketchup and salsa and tomato sauce from garden to shelf stable thing. Oh wow. And making beer. And it's fun. Do you still do that now that you're living Fuck back? No. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it though even there because okay. when you're twenty three and you have no fucking responsibilities. That's the last thing you want to be doing exactly. on your Saturday or Sunday or well, whatever. No, well, then I had the time. At that point, it was like I didn't mind spending a Saturday if I wasn't doing something else doing that because that was kind of fun. Almost like a project. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And I had the bandwidth because I didn't have real problems to worry about, so mm-hmm. I could worry about my my cans not sealing right, right or right. like spending that long. And it was good. Like, sometimes it was good, but a lot of the time it was just the process was fun and the product wasn't as good, and I ended up spending a lot more money. And that's where I could, Like, I brewed beer four or five times, and it is, on a small scale, an incredibly laborious process. And it costs... Uh, you know, like if you're factoring, you're paying yourself three bucks an hour. You're saving money, but if you factor your worth at any at minimum wage, you're spending more money. Yeah, making beer a lot of the time, unless you've like really invested in a pretty good homebrew setup where you can more than just little five gallon buckets. I'm assuming you know you're probably doing multiple, and you're buying your own grain and milling it instead of like when you're homebrewing a lot of the time you buy malt extract that's already gone through the process brewers do and it's just like a syrup that is ready to ferment Uh, so you don't have to do the same process essentially mm -hmm. so it just takes a lot of all those things are cool and i think it's good for people to do just like soldering an animal because after you do it a couple times you really have a different appreciation for the thing that you're eating for for five dollars or ten like a, a six pack of beer for ten dollars or a fucking steak for four dollars mm-hmm. like when you can get a grasp of what that means it really changes not only how you use it but how you appreciate uh, the thing so i'll dabble like i'll i'll can my own pickles uh-huh um, I mean, this is perfect like, time to do it. Do like, you ferment them, or is it like quick pickle with salt and sugar? I do a, I I do what I call a cold pack, hmm. where I have my vinegar mixture. I have everything laid out because you can only do one jar at a time. The cold packet, and they do seal. It's not as much as like a like a hot pack where you can everything and then throw right. it in boiling and it's water. Like shelf stable. And it's shelf stable. This one, you you jar and everything in boiling water. You bring your liquid to a boil. You immediately pull a jar out, stuff your stuff inside, put your boiling liquid inside, and quickly seal it. And if you give it about a half an hour, it will seal the top. Nice. But it's only good for about a year. But I mean, that's still mm-hmm. that's still pretty good. Oh yeah. And because um, I like, I don't like if you if you warm pack it or hot pack it, you're boiling that jar with everything inside of it for 30 minutes, and you lose the crunch of the pickle. Sure. And that's what I don't like. I don't sure. like a mushy pickle. I don't yeah. like a soft no, pickle. So. So to keep the crunch like on the pickle, pickle. Yeah. <laughs> that's just gonna be hard. That's right. <laughs> Some crunch. It's gotta have a crunch. So it does. So to cold pack it, I can keep the crunch because nice. it's not cooking the pickle. So and you grow cucumbers every fucking year, so it's like, I mean, if you're a prepper, then uh, making your food ten year shelf stable is fine. But after a year, like the quality, quality starts to degrade. So if you can grow grow your shit, uh, I'd rather mm-hmm. just can it. 
And I've dabbled with smoking and stuff, and like um, I have made my own bacon. Huh? It's it's good. It's just it's a lot of work. It's and when a lot it comes to when it comes to smoking, I mean that's a that's a day you that's a day. Oh fuck yeah! And quality control, like more to me, more than the immediate time is all the the cleaning. And yes. like you can't be dirty with all of this shit, whether it's pickles or beer or yeah. meat, you it needs to at least be some level of clean. Or if it's not clean, you need to have a sophisticated process to manage. Yeah, I don't that, I don't sell anything clean. because I have to get health department approved and everything else. I don't sell anything. Yeah. I just I do it family and friends, yeah. here's a jar of pickles or you know, nice. here's try the this. Bacon was good. Yeah, the, I did like your bacon. Yeah, and that that's just, I mean, you, I, I can only do one pork belly at a time. Yeah. I mean, you get enough where, you know, hand a couple pounds out, you know, in the freezer, and you have a couple in the freezer, and you get it for special events and stuff like that, and it's, it's but I mean, it is, some water. the process, it is fun to do. I mean, it is, yeah, it's interesting to go from, like, you just think of, ba- everyone thinks of bacon, Oscar Mayer bacon, it all comes pre-sliced, and, like, th- it's, Making something homemade is just far better, or even local. I mean, it's just I mean, unbelievable. It's, yeah, better is just better. That's like, uh, I don't know, growing up where we did, we just didn't... I don't think we explored as much as we did. We didn't no. have access to... Uh, there, there wasn't uh, diverse or high-quality food in Geauga County. In 2006. No. No. I mean, I don't... I, maybe... I was 10 years old, so if there was, fucking tell There was Manja Manja, and you had a bunch of burger spots, like mom it. and pop shops that just... But now there's, like, like Warren Spirited Kitchen in yes. Burton, and... Hawaiian Guys Barbecue, which is a whole new flair in barbecue. And a few and other spots where it's, like, at least so, somewhat interesting yeah. to where... And, like, Warren's, I thought, was good. Warren's like, was it, good. It's, uh pretty progressive food um mm-hmm. especially for burton like, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah because yeah what i it's funny i saw zach lison um a few years ago he lives in seattle now zach lison wow that's a name i remember it was a trip years wow but we we laughed till we cried just thinking about it's friday night you, you get in the car and you drive with your friends or your family 45 minutes yep to the olive garden to put your name on a list to wait to fucking eat at the Menor Mall at the Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. wasn't. Like, it, yeah. you know, we were in some little fucking sushi hey. joint or whatever. Just yeah. like. I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to an Olive Garden or an Applebee's not or any that chain restaurant. Wrong with no, that. there's nothing wrong with it. But like, that is just not. There's I, so I many more places. to yes. eat there. At this, like, right. going out of my way. There's so why many better would you, options. Why now. would you go to Olive Garden for Italian when you can go to a mom and pop Italian so place many. where the sauce right. is homemade? Right. It's yes. your chicken Alfredo isn't microwaved before it's put on the table. Okay, you don't get endless salad and breadsticks, but maybe that bread That's was made. Well, maybe that bread was made that day. Right. And I mean, it's there's just a cacophony of things that. Ooh, yeah. Good word. Good <laughs> that why would you go to any sort of chain? Like it's just. Like, okay, sure, you're not going to get your dollar dozen of shrimp added to your steak from Applebee's, but I mean... And there's a time and a place, like, there are, traveling for work, Yes. 
there are times like I just where did I go? <laughs> I went to a fucking Burger King uh, this past week for the first time in eight years or something because oh, I wow. thought I had to stop in uh, like Ashland, Ohio that I thought was going to be open for lunch and the brewery was closed and I had deliberately held off on lunch and then I had to be home for a meeting and mm. I was like I, I'm just going to get a fucking impossible Whopper like that I'm just going to get it and it was it was fine and those moments always like give me a little perspective because there are times when I see people like here I can't believe how many people wait in giant lines for fast food in the Cleveland area there's like lines out all the way out yeah, to yeah, the fuck street. That. Fuck that. Like Chick-fil-A. Like now yeah. now the craze is chicken. Like they just put a raising canes and menor. Canes is the and hot ch- canes is fucking good. If I've you're never had shitty I'm, chicken. I've canes never had it. I, I take canes over Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Their their menu right. is very simple. You get a chicken, a tenders, chicken tender basket. They have garlic, a sandwich. Garlic uh, garlic toast and I didn't realize this had raspberries in it. Sorry. Oh wow! So I'm this pouring m- this beer and it's like the it's color. Like a, of is it like a sour? It is a sour. And Ooh, Heather I had it some sours and said it was one of the sour. It's so sour they put the pH <laughs> of the beer. I'm gonna give you a little more since you like them. Ooh. Uh, so this it. is from. We have two. Can I see that from this spot. This is from Seventh Sun Brewing in Columbus, Ohio. They are a really cool, a really cool spot. Uh, a good mix of good beer and really supporting your community. Noctera too. What's um, TA mean? Couldn't even tell you. I think cool. it's a tar- I think it is also related to like the tartness scale. This almost smells like wine. Where's wow, it does. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I gotta see what TA means. But uh here's I know my sister really loves sour ales, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna hold on to that can. Platform has a couple nice ones. There was a uh they're called Blue Marsh and Red Marsh, and the blue one was like uh-huh. blue raspberry, and the red one I think would may have been cherry. Yeah, people, those beers are good. I like those ones. Those They're not really super good. sour. I think this Ooh. one is really Cheers. sour, right? Cheers. Oh yeah, it smells like and it tastes it like wine, like wine. too. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Holy fuck! Yeah, <laughs> that grabbed me by the balls. <laughs> Holy shit! That. Wow. <laughs> That's that's interesting. That's beer for you, though. That's, I mean... Yeah. There's so many... <laughs> they have a scale. They have a sour scale on the side of the can. It is all the way up at the top. Nice. <laughs> so at least they're telling you... It's going to be sour. That is uh, kind of fucked, though. Yeah. For me. I Some people like this. Mm. I like sour beers that are, like, a little tart. <laughs> Not I would never I, I couldn't drink 12 ounces of this Or I would have to Work I would work have to the, work I it. thought you were to say 12 of them I was about to say No <laughs> fuck No I can't One can't Right It's good Like It does taste good It's you know a what? lot It though. smells like tr- It smells like church It smells like fucking communion I don't, I don't know what church says. Church like. wine Sweet Doesn't wine Doesn't it smell yeah. kind of like cheap, church cheap, wine Not saying it's cheap But the cheap like no, but it smells like kind of like cheap wine. The cheap wine that you buy from the gas station and the gallon jug with a little handle on it. Oh hell yeah! Maybe some of that uh, straw as a little decor. Fuck, that is that's that's strong. And the out, it's not I think that big. Six. Some sour beers Woo. are like really alcoholic. Well, it's about seven, six, seven. Nice. All right. It's not little. 
Anyway, that's not that's not really my style. Yeah. That's hey, you know, I'm I'm willing to try just about anything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The next two are. I'm excited for them. A little wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, gee, I'm gonna be honest. I lost my train of thought after yeah, this one. Yeah, I know. It did. It was that. <laughs> It was that tart. We were talking about how you couldn't believe that people stand in line to go to the Oh, yeah, the Olive Garden. Food. Yes, I, was ta- right. I said I was a douche because I had a refined palate. <laughs> so how I got into beer and food, like, you know, my last job dealing with specialty ingredients was the food scene in general in Oregon is, there's really not many places in the U.S. like it where almost everything you use to make anything is grown there. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, like homemade bacon, mm-hmm. any, almost any food product there, there's somebody who grows it, does the process, and makes it. And all the restaurants support those people. But that's cool, though. That's actually really it's cool. It's really cool. Thing. And the food is fucking delicious. It's mm-hmm. all... And it is ex- it it is starting to expand because I know like Geauga County for sure oh the, yeah uh, the Geauga County Grow facility uh-huh. where they have this massive indoor hydroponic facility and like by get, uh, I think like they're in eighty seven yeah. Yeah. yeah it glows purple at night mm-hmm. and yep. I mean but they supply all of the greens and everything Ooh. year round totally. for a bunch of local places yeah it's and awesome. you can buy them in store at like Heinen's and uh-huh. stuff in the area so that's awesome yeah that's a to be able to example. have that yeah. ability. I mean, is Cleveland Kraut? There's a bunch of other companies like that. Just local sauerkraut? Yeah. They just okay. make Yeah, Cleveland Kraut is actually pretty big. Um, okay. But yeah, they're like, uh, they make sauerkraut and fermented salad dressings. Ooh, that's probably really I good. think they have the contract at, uh, I'll never not call it the Jake. I don't know what the fuck it's called now. Progressive but Field. The sauerkraut at Progressive Field, I think. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. That makes sense. But yeah, it's cool, and when everybody does it, it lowers the cost for everyone. Because yeah. when it's like one or two places and really specialty, it's unaffordable for the community for a variety of reasons, including there's just not enough of it, so it'll be more expensive. And you can eat in so many different places. Like, there's oh, yeah. so many different options. Like, for sure. Like, the lady, for her birthday, she wanted steak. And uh-huh. she's like, so I was like, where do you want to go? And she's like, I want steak. Let's go to Roadhouse. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Do you want to go to Roadhouse or do you want steak? Right. Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I must not have heard you correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, do you want Roadhouse or do you want steak? And she's like, well, I want steak. And I was like, okay. We found right up in Austinburg, right up near Ashtabula, it's called the Farmer... The butcher, the table, Ooh, and good. when you walk in, it's the name. Does, you know, you can tell from the name. <laughs> yeah, there's no shitty. There's no shitty restaurant that like has so a super eloquent <laughs> right. name. Right, right. You can't be a shithole. Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and hate you just, Outback. And you just Not walk in, and all the meats in a a counter. Nice. And you order at the counter, and they sit you at a table. And, like, they had wine in the wall, and it's all honor system. Go nice. up and get your bottle of nice. wine. You know, That's open it cool. yourself. Get yeah. your own drink. Get your own beer out of the cooler. Cool. We'll bring the food to you. You order at the the front, and then you go sit down. So there's really, they only bring the food to you technically. Yeah. And, That's cool. And you see them cut the meat, and you see them cook it right in front of totally. you. And it's, I mean, it was... I mean, I had a, a ribeye, and it was oh. fork fucking tender, man. Oh, I mean, you couldn't... You can't go wrong with that. No, it was like butter. And well, you, and you, you don't taste... You just... And you taste the freshness. You yes. taste 
the grass-fedness. You taste... It's it's a whole different taste. It's a whole thing. And the ambiance of the... the that is all very true. And then also the ambiance of an entire place really sets the food to taste good. The food can taste good. The food can smell good. If, like, douche rock is playing and it smells kind of bad and there's harsh lights, I'm not going to have a life-changing meal experience. Yeah. Douche rock. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, like, even when you said, like, think about your five best beers, I was like, it... They... It, it changes based on the day Ambience. or the ex- the even the experience. Like, the, I've had a few meals that have literally made me cry that if were served to me in a different location, would have been good, but just would have been a pretty good meal, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I have, like, literally sensory issues. I'm hypersensitive to sound, light, taste, smell, which affords me... Some nice things, mm-hmm. uh, but also sometimes really ruins uh, my time. <laughs> like leaving my poor wife in uh, in grocery stores or restaurants where it's just too loud and there's too much going on. And we'll be like in the middle of a transaction or talking and I'll be like, I have to fucking leave right now. <laughs> oh, no. That oh, no. Really? Yeah, I can't Have you been like your whole life? Kind of. That's like, I don't, when I was really young, thunderstorms would like send me into crippling anxiety attacks from fear kind of uh and I've always been kind of sensitive to some things but I was kind of numb from the time I was like 13 to 19 I was kind of numb to my body um in like every sense of the word so I didn't feel it as much then interesting uh but I definitely feel it a little more now Mm. hmm so, going back to, you said top five. I mean, I guess, I mean, do you have, I guess off the, off, t- as of today, as we're recording, ooh, do, would you have a top five? There are, I could you have I, to go by, like, styles? Like, do you prefer an IPA? Do you prefer a style? Do you prefer there are, a, like, uh, there's a handful that I can say are definitely consistent breadwinners. I couldn't go, like, one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five. Because it just depends on the, the time of day yeah. and what we're doing, and I kind of like that though. I mean, the say you know, like right. uh, so. To, there's a brewery in Oregon called Fort George. Here, are two of the quick ones, and they change every year. But they release a a beer called Three Way IPA every summer on Memorial Day, which is a collaboration with two up there. Fort George is like fucking hip, hip cool brewery, and they had good fucking beer. And every year they choose two other breweries and they release this beer right before Memorial Day. And it's like the IPA trend of the season okay. they make. So however the style has kind of progressed. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same thing with barrel-aged stouts in February. It's called Mat- Matryoshka. Mm-hmm. And every year they release stouts and they have like 12, they'll have like cardamom vanilla, cherry chocolate. That would be and good. all the these different barrel-aged stouts. <laughs> Yeah, when I drink a stout, it's got to be like a, like a cherry chocolate or something like that. I can't just do like a Guinness. Like it's just like ugh. to me, Guinness is watery. Like to me, Guinness it's, is it's well, it, it's funny because like English and Irish stouts are thin, 
and they all like their alcohol is low. Like Guinness is five and a half percent, and a lot much, of breweries right. make Irish stouts that are like four percent. Because a lot of the time, people were drinking those beers, like traditionally in those places, you're drinking beer all the fucking time. Right. So you're you can't have a the like water's a not good, so you got to brew. Like our next beer. Ooh. From Listerman Brewing Company in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey. 14.5%. Nice wow. language. <laughs> it's a barrel-aged Atlanta banana can- pancake cabana pastry stout. Oh, that's pancakes. pancakes. Hey. hey. I brought it just for you guys. <laughs> wow. It's a pastry stout aged in bourbon barrels with bananas, hazelnut, Nutella, Pancake mix, maple syrup, vanilla, spices, and lactose. Wow. So it's a milk stout, technically. If it has lactose. You could you could call it that. It so sounds delicious. How, when is when is all this stuff added? Is it added you in the You could call it that. <laughs> uh, after so So they make the so they, essentially the mash and when they put it in the barrels then they add the It depends. Like, a lot of the time like this crazy shit y- yeah, it goes in in the barrel. Sometimes, like this, we have two big barrel-aged stouts. This other one, they actually put cherries That's in cool. the boil. But usually, like, all the weird shit in big stouts just goes in afterwards. And it, like, is like tea. Like, hazy mm-hmm. IPAs. You're steeping... Okay. Do you know what a pastry... Like, what, a, what is that, a pastry stout? Like, what... It's got fucking... To... Ca- it's got, it's got, like... Cake flour. Pastry batter, or cake... People will add cake, like literally, this brewery in Eugene called Oakshire, I forget what, I think it was called Chocolate Decadence, and it was like 10 different kinds of chocolate, chocolate syrup, and then whole chocolate cakes. Like they literally just put full cakes into the barrels. That's (laughs) awesome. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh... It's not always that extreme, but like this is a pastry stout because it has, and they're not just raging pancake cake. mix. It they're has, pan- sh- it, it has. But I'm sure they're, they're just they're not adding bisquick. I mean, do you think they're just adding bisquick to the mix? Cast your order. I would hope not. It depends. Probably not here. Like we were talking about regional yeah. food systems, this is like a you know, a, not an inexpensive twelve ounce bottle of beer, which affords them to probably hopefully. Get a local place. Buy some cool yeah. Cincinnati pancake mix. Where's this place from? Oh, this is, this Cincinnati. is from Cincinnati. Ooh. I'm going to make sure we get these in even. This one deserves even proportions. I'm kind of excited for this one. I have not had this one. I right. had. I got two of these when I bought this one, and the other one I got had bacon in it. Ooh, that's interesting. And it was pretty good. I mean, these are beers like... You're not drinking a 12-pack. No. It's, pack and a it's nine. really I mean, better to split... It's really better to get a few and split them with your homies. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. don't even really... I have drank, like, the next can. I've sat on my porch and played banjo for you play banjo. an hour and a half. I do. That's really? not why I... I wasn't trying to segue right. in the fucking banjo segment. Uh... But, like, you can drink them wow. for a really long time. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, it kind of smells like flour. Almost. 
That's like chocolate milk. That's delicious. That is like chocolate milk. It's got a, like a consistency of a two. It's that, that is like chocolate milk. Let's all three say it. It really does. It's just like, it's like chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> like the the strength of gas station vodka. <laughs> chocolate. Milk. Yeah. Fuck it. Fourteen and a half percent though. Wow. You really can't taste it. No, no that's you what can. barrel barrel aging big ass stouts. Uh, to me, is the only. I don't want to drink imperial unbarreled stouts because they just taste like fucking liquor. It, they really mellow out. Uh, that especially when you add all that stuff in there. Like I've had K- Kentucky bourbon barrel stout, and it just it, to me it tastes like bourbon. And mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a huge bourbon person. Uh, sure. I mean, I'll try it. I'll try certain ones, but sure. it's just not my cup of tea. But that one to me just oh, tastes too much me. like bourbon. Like, my favorite local is, I like Brew Kettle's Kicka, the coconut uh, cho- coconut chocolate stout. I don't think I've had that one. That sounds or, good. Or I think it's, maybe it's considered a porter, but it's, I mean, that's it tastes like a liquid almond joy. It yeah. is so good. I like this. You should only have it in the winter, but it's become a popular one where they have it all year long, which, to me, when when a brewery, they, they find their popular one and they make it all year long and it's not seasonal... To me, sometimes it's just not the same. It doesn't make it special. It doesn't make it special. There's only a few that are, like, truly good enough. Because it's the ambiance thing, like we were talking about. Right. It's not... Exactly. The beer is good, I'm not going to drink that extra good because of... Do you mean December? We go to Brew Cuddle, like they have a restaurant in Manor. We do, yeah, we Christmas go... Sale. Right. Yeah. Um, which, like, they do a whole fucking... Now they do Christmas in July, not, and they release they it in July, and it's just, like... for me. Even even that, Some I'm, not, things, I'm not a huge fan of it. But like, I'm, 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 you you I'll gotta have one. yeah, I'll get one you, or two right. maybe because you just yeah you have to yeah that's like so in the interview process for my job there is like a desert island beer question that's awesome and Dormunder Gold has just an iconic place in my mind as the crowd it it. Although, technically, a Bell's Chocolatary Stout, when I was 19, snowed in at my girlfriend at the Times house that her dad opened, was what really I was like, oh, fuck, beer can taste like this. But you just got to find the beer, and it was Dormunder Gold for me that was like, oh, this is good. And then I came back and had one, and I was like, oh, this is fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. it's not, it's a good, it is a good, classic what it is. Yes. But in 2008, when we were like first <clears throat> in Great Lakes Brewery wasn't all over the country in multiple states. And was the only right. thing there was almost. Yeah, really. And But now it's like you can go to New York and still find Great Lakes. Right. And you can go to Mulder State. You can even go like can you find it out west? No, they stop in, they stop in Chicago. So they okay. do keep it okay. east. That's kind of interesting. Only. And actually, uh, but at that point, what makes it any better than Yingling? Because Yingling really keeps it kind of regional. Yeah, and it wasn't for a while till Yingling was in Ohio. Like right. it, it took a while for it to actually distribute to Ohio to keep up with the process. Totally. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, that's a real issue for a lot of breweries now. Why do they do that? Grow? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I guess that's what it is. Well, it. Because I mean, it's really hard now. Sorry, go ahead. I guess Yingling has been around for for, for fucking ever. Right. Sure. Okay. Why did it take until what ten years ago for it to show up in Ohio finally? 
So the the beer distribution, the alcohol distribution process in general is like this antiquated behemoth of an industry. It's like trains. Okay. Like there's 150 year old precedents and you sign con there, there's a lot of weird behind the scenes moving parts with beer distribution okay. and when you sign on with people you're like signing off your rights to sell in a state and especially like permits for it's just the whole lines thing. I didn't and like it's, it's like a what, big syntax thing yeah, okay. and then there are some places like Yingling and another good example not quite the same is a spot called New Glarus in Wisconsin that is iconic in craft beer and make enough beer like Yingling did to to sell everywhere a little but instead they didn't want to be I mean, I, I can't speak to Yingling specifically, but a lot of places decide to stay small, low, small or as big as they want to be because you don't, at a certain scale... There is to, a quality issue, I think. Or you have to spend more to make less. Like, the more beer you make, the further you distribute, the smaller your margins get, and the more you have to sell. Right. So if you've got people in your fucking state that love your beer and are going to pay you a fair rate and you can distribute it yourself and you're not signing any contracts and you're paying all your employees, then why am I going to go fight? Like even uh, Saucy in Cleveland, okay. cool brewery, we sell to them. He's a super nice guy. And he was like, I couldn't sell beer in Columbus or Cincinnati because we weren't local. We were in Cleveland. So, now, so then he opened a tap room in Columbus and Cincinnati oh. just so he could sell cans of beer in the grocery stores. Interesting. You have to... So it's like a big... You're, you're kind of swinging for the fences yeah. every time, and then you lose your clout with us, like you were saying about Great Lakes. Right, okay, now you're three states away. Why the fuck am I going to buy right. your beer? It takes not the specialty of it away. Eric Stewart's spot right. or any other person that employs my friends and Market only Garden, makes beer platform. here. Right. I mean, there's so many, so the, many. So many in the area. So many. a shit ton in the area. Yeah. So it's a weird... And that's kind of the issue for beer right now in general, is there's like old behemoth breweries making old beer. There's like regional breweries, like we're talking about, but they make old shitty beer. Mm -hmm. But they've been there forever, so people kind of want to go. Yeah. And then there are places that have lines around the door for 20 for like th like these people will release a beer and people line up to spend $20 on a fucking bottle. Wow. That's 20 bucks a bottle? I don't know specifically but it would at a bottle shop it would certainly be over 10 and they do have bottles that are over 20. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> have you ever been enticed by a label? Oh fuck yeah. It's a huge part of beer. Because uh, I, I noticed that with a lot of it's so random breweries right and stuff like that. It's like the. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've been I've been caught by a label. Oh fuck yeah! That's I mean, all. if I'm in the if I'm trying to choose stouts and I see and it's like kind of up in the air, I'll go by label. I know they say never judge a book by its cover, but how are you gonna know if it's good Bullshit. or not? It helps. I mean, it's just like the fuck name. Yeah, like there's. Uh, That's the whole reason why I bought those uh, platform blue Martians, red Martians. Right. That is such a That's cool, cool name. Can. Yeah. Yeah. And and like a name like our local brewery by us and guy we went to school with. I mean, Crooked Pecker. That's that's a 
That's a fantastic name. I'm that sorry. Is, that's that is a, a solid name. That's a fan. That's a solid name. I mean, the thing I like about it is, it's a bold name that some people are really gonna like it. Yeah. I personally don't like it, but the thing is, his beer is good enough that I don't care. Right. So like, and that's the thing is you have to with breweries now you have to do at least something really good. You can't just be can't just be a name. Pretty good at everything. Okay, you gotta do something fucking good. Uh, and they, Kruger Pecker is small, but they make super progressive, super good beer. And talk about a place that the community supports. Every mm, at, oh, they yeah. open at like three, and they're fucking packed. And their cans are sold out. <clears throat> they don't even do food. They they bring in people from yeah. food trucks for yeah. food and stuff. And it's that's it's honestly separate. amazing community experience. I mean, yeah, why, it's. Yeah, they're supporting another business through the food. That's like a whole separate issue now going to 30 breweries a week is all these places that make killer beer <laughs> and they lose half the people that come to their tap room because people are like, can I have your food menu? And they're like, we're a brewery. We have no food. I'm so, And like, and I've even been guilty of that. Like oh, showing yeah. up at a place and being like, what do you, like, I want to drink your beer, but I need to eat lunch. Like right, I yeah. can't do but two things. Yeah. But a lot of breweries are like, I don't, I don't make food. I'm not trying to talk about expanding. Like I'm yeah. trying to make good beer. I don't want to open a. And There's especially a whole if you're not a restaurant, right? Yeah. Right. Like I make beer. Yes. Yeah. I'm not trying to open a fucking restaurant. On top of the beers, you got to come up with recipes. It's all thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, a few a few years ago, I traveled to Connecticut for work, and in my free time, I would just from the hotel would just type in breweries near me. Yeah. And I would just travel up, and I ended up making it up with the Massachusetts. At one point, I nice. had no idea I was in Massachusetts. <laughs> Connecticut's so small that I was only like 40 minutes away from the hotel at that point. Right. So You were still close. But um, I noticed that a lot of the breweries up there... It's okay if I they Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cannibal. Yeah. Absolutely. Cannibal. I might hit it too if that's should. cool. Yeah, that's fine. Um... But a lot of, like, one of the breweries I went to, they used an old train depot. Mm -hmm. They renovated it, and the brewery, like, the brewery was a name, and the they had a kitchen that did wood-fire pizzas, and it was completely separate totally. business than yep. what the brewery was. Yep. So, so cool. they sold the beer, and then the, the, the kitchen was a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, and that works out really well. Mad Tree in Cincinnati does that. I mean, that's brilliant. If Split split the cost of the rent of space totally. with the brewery. And you've you got a captive want, audience both ways. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna, people are going to be there to drink. People are going to want And pizza. then they're going to want food. Yeah. And especially like wood-fired yeah. pizzas, you yep. do something like that, and then... You can't beer and pizza. pizza. Name yeah, a more iconic duo. Beer and pizza. Nothing. Like, that's... Uh, I want to open You a, get a football game on, you're set. That's it. Done. That should be a... Uh, somebody pay me my dues when you open a beer and pizza spot called the most iconic duo. Someday I'll do it. There you go. I don't know. I'd throw the, throw the idea around of a fail-safe if I ever get out of the uh, career that I'm in is I want to start a food truck. I want to do a pancake-themed food truck. I love it. Could be cool. Because that's the thing with with, with food trucks, you gotta ha you got to have a niche. you got to gotta... do something well. Mm -hmm. Just yes. like, like, you can't just be okay food. Average Your truck looks game. fine. Yeah. You're no. nice enough. Yeah. you got to nail it. I want to specialize. Yeah. 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 You got to nail it. That'd be cool. And that'd be, like, one of those small enough that you cannot... You can meet your needs, you can mm -hmm. be a part of your community, but you don't gotta ever take life too seriously. Hopefully. No, yeah. no. Go to festivals, cater. Do I'll have my vegan and buckwheat options, and you know I'll do uh, 
like a breakfast sandwich with a pancake bun and oh that'd be good and like a corn dog with like a breakfast sandwich dipped in pancake batter you know you know everyone people love breakfast all the time yes they do so it's it's, it's something different so people love breakfast all the time if you do a festival <clears throat> mouthpiece doesn't fit because it's gotten too hot just hit it for a while like a, yeah you know yeah that could be fun oh yeah a lot of different ways to uh, be so a part of your. What does the future of Jackson Bait of Honor take? You can be in Ohio for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. We bought our house in Lakewood, um, and it's a really nice spot. I don't know where else I'd go at this point. We were thinking about moving other places, and. When I added up everything, I was like, why would I fucking go anywhere else? So, I will be here for a while. I like that. Yeah, it's cool. nice. Smooth. Uh, Any recommendations in the area? Because you do have a lot of Cleveland listeners, so... Yeah, I would say... Um, let's see. I would say... You should hit up Martin Garden, if you haven't been there. Excellent beer. But right around the corner is Saucy. Okay. Good pizza, really good beer. And then right in that same neighborhood, there's like 10 breweries there. But another great one is Forest City Brewery, where yes. your previous uh, guest, Andrew Bonas, plays the second and third Sunday, Saturday? Saturday or Sunday of every month. And they make like traditional German beer. And it's in a, it was a brewery in like 1870. And this dude bought it and reconverted it into a brewery. Great That's spot. Awesome. And just support local food more than anything. Uh, try and buy beer and food from your neighbor, and just do your best to be a part of it. Makes sense. Cool. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. What do we got? What's the last one here? Let's let me get a little bit of water here, and then the last beer. You pour it. Yep, I got you, Mr. Fulmer. I got you. I love this beer. So this is also from. Seven Sun, the brewery that made the sour. I like that can. That's a cool looking can. Uh, it's called Murmuration. Mm. And they have like a barrel aged stout base that they blend. And then throughout the seasons, they make seasonal barrel aged stouts. Ooh. For the listeners out there, I will take a picture of all these cans lined up so you have a general idea of what we're drinking on. So if you see anything, if you see the, uh, the beer in, in the wild out there for you guys, you know, pick it up. Pick them up. They're damn good. It's got pancakes on Sunday approval. And this one... I give them all five sacks out of five. He specifically <laughs> said he was trying to make a summer... A summer-themed barrel-aged stout. Interesting. <laughs> so okay. it's with cherries and vanilla. Okay. And you can, it almost is red, like red... Yeah, it has a, it has a tint to it. cake. Got a few bad drops on your uh, blanket. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. It's seen. It's I'm seen sure its days. It's seen some shit. It's there for soundproofing. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I like this one. This only has two two things to put in the stout instead oh. of twelve. Yeah, it's not as um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> It's almost got like a tartness to it. It's like like that one when you drink it, it has like a boom, you know? 
It's like, it's like in your face when you're drinking it. There's a lot of fl- this there's a lot subtle. of flavors going around in that yeah. one, but this one, and it it is almost summery. It's not as heavy. It's not. It doesn't have that thick taste to it. But no, it's not quite so milky. And it's got a little tartness to it, to where it's almost Those like a sour. Cherries. But yep. it's. I taste the booze in this one more, which is funny because I think it's yes, two two point one percent less. That was what was wild about this is I couldn't taste the alcohol at no, all. And that's no. 14. 14 and a half. <laughs> wow, that's stronger that, than some. Which is low. like triple. Yeah, this is twelve. Oh wow, <laughs> but this is like triple the strength of a norm of a PBR yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but it tasted. That's almost as much as awesome. wine, too. And yeah. yeah it's, some, I think it, it is some. It tastes like chocolate wine, milk. Is wine 20? No, wine, I think it's wine well, like wine's about 13%, 14%. Yeah. 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 Wine gets you differently because of all the sugar. It does. Jesus Christ. A good wine drop. Memory memorable there. Dude, I just went there last weekend <laughs> I and had going. horrible flashbacks to Kirsch's <laughs> <laughs> car. It's like a low oh, moment, low oh, moment no. in my life. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a blast from the past because you're the only one that knows. Do you remember Cheez Its and Mango Hagen does? I do. I remember that it was a thing. It's surprisingly good, though. Where were we? You had a hot tub, and we would partake. Oh, we, were there. we would we would go in the garage, uh-huh. and we would do there our. Was at, we would uh. Yeah, we would in the sauna. Sh- snooker up. And then we were we in the sauna. And then we, remember, we, we baked out that sauna so many times. <laughs> now that we're talking about the sauna, it was Halloween night. And you got a mohawk. Got blasted off of from cheap ass vodka. <laughs> Man, we were. <laughs> I put the cigarette out of my shoulder. <laughs> that garage saw some uh, saw some shit. Yes, and I know it was brought up in another episode, but you were the other crew that would peen cars. Yeah. We did. Yeah, yeah. We did yeah. peen cars, yeah. Shenanigans. Ben McPherson was the end of, that ended our... Now, I remember Ryan O. Experience. Was it you? Was, was it you? you? Was it you? Was it you? What a, like, to sum up the vindictive, free-spirited, fun shitty culture like northeast ohio <laughs> right and i mean that in a in a loving way yes <laughs> is the fact that we all felt it was appropriate to draw penises, to on, each draw penises on each other's cars <laughs> all over like pushing the oh yeah beyond the fact that that was unacceptable oh yeah how unacceptable could like the time and place be pushed? <laughs> yeah. how how inconvenient <laughs> yes. can I make yes. this you, placement? You could come out of school and your car would be just plastered with dicks. Covered in them. And you're sitting there with your fingernail or your little window scraper trying to stripe the paint off get the windshield. Brian at a play? Yeah, it was during it was during playtime. <laughs> Rhino. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember his last name. Oh, yeah. I don't remember his last yeah, yeah. name, but yeah. We'll, we'll spare him. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. And we're going to go with O. <laughs> know who you are if you know if it's you and you, you know, listen you know. i apologize yeah. <laughs> we were dumb high school kids you know come on yeah silly times though that was awesome <laughs> that's what i'm saying he was water was he he didn't know yeah. he, he was you? even in a group you? <laughs> <laughs> i'm so happy you brought that up that's awesome just but good times well jackson i'm happy to see where you're at today 
Congratulations on everything. Buddy. Yeah, it's been fun. Been a pleasure. I've learned a lot. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I knew kind of. I knew the craft brewery scene, but sure. there's just so many, and there's so much different things that you could try something and never try it again. For sure. Yeah, there's and like 380 breweries in Ohio. That's unbelievable. And that's just in Ohio. Just Ohio. Jesus. Like, just traveling from one city to another, the amount that you could hit, crazy. you couldn't make it from one city to another. It's unreal. So when I was doing my Connecticut thing, I would just I would get a flight at each. Yeah. And then while I was there, just that'll type in you, oh, breweries near me on. and then flight and then just try a bunch of different kinds. And, yep. and then all of a sudden it's 6 o'clock and you've had... 50 ounces of beer. And <laughs> yeah. You feeling all right? Feeling pretty good. Pizza so. sounds pretty good. Most iconic duo. You know? Okay. So, thank you very much, Jackson. Do you have any socials you want to plug? Anything you want to plug? Business? Duh. Nothing? Nah, don't be an asshole. Okay. That's no, it. no problem. Fair enough. Be cool. nice. Yeah. Eat local and don't be an asshole. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's my plug. I like cool. that. All right, that's I accept. Good. Well, thanks, guys. That's Pancakes on Sunday. Remember... Our social media, our popular one is Instagram, Pancakes on Sunday Morning. I will post a picture with all of the beer that we consume today. I'll line up all the cans and the bottles and stuff. and So you guys can, if you see it out in the wild, we recommend we recommend all. I mean, this... Hell yeah. I recommend definitely the bottle. Uh, it was the only bottle. It was chocolate fucking milk. And the weed like, was really good, too. I did Yeah, in the weed was... That one was pretty good, too. I did like the... Uh, I did like that weedy smell, and it wasn't like a super bitter IPA, and I can no. I can get I can get around that. So, oh that, uh, but it's a cute lineup. That is a very nice lineup. So check us out Instagram, pancakes, pancakes on Sunday morning. <laughs> Email us pancakes on Sunday morning at gmail.com. If you guys uh, if you want to win a shirt, we got a shirt. We got it's, one it's, shirt. We got one shirt available. Could be yours. Could be yours. Email us, DM us, tell us where you're from. It's free. It's free. We're even going to cover shipping. Everybody like loves free. free. Well, shipping within the continental U.S. Let's. In, oh, we threw that out there. In the continental U.S. <laughs> and I think continental Canada. I mean, I'll cover the excess, Joe. There if you somebody go. wins, <laughs> listener, if you are international, you tell Joe to remind me, and I'll cover it. We have. I hope this happens. I hope so too. <laughs> Unless you're in like the north or south, there's a hundred dollar cap. We have we have a heavy listener in Brussels, I do believe. Yeah, we yeah. could get a T-shirt there for. And we oh, we, we sparked easily. we sparked a little little worldwide. Get it, Brussels. So Brussels, I want to hear from you, Brussels. Mm-hmm. This is a personal shout out, but thank you everybody who's listened and follow along for this. Uh, we have a couple, we have a, a couple upcoming episodes. We have a video game centric episode, not necessarily on a whole, more of a whole of video games. We have a couple kind of uh, discussion topics that are going on in the world today and some personal opinions and stuff and so not necessarily one centric game or what's going on today just kind of like a whole general topic and might get into a little bit of how video games affect the real world and everything else so that'll be interesting that'll be a good one um, later on we have another interview that we're gonna another local friend he I'm just gonna say he is a television show champion and motorcycle building, and that's all I'm going to tell you guys. That's right, he did do that. So I that. that's going to be a. I'm super excited for that yeah, one. Yeah, that'll be good. That'd be. I'm super excited for that one. So I introduced him to his. You did. His wife, baby, mama, wife, or they married. They're oh, married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. A few oh, yeah. of those stories. Don't know how it happened. That's right. I, that, <laughs> yeah. You're a legend. You're bro. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all him. He took the initiative. <laughs> I would say. 
So he made it happen. We have some upcoming cool episodes. We have a fam jam coming up. We're gonna, uh, we'll break down that weekend because fam jams always shenanigans. Our okay. first legit fam jam is where and where the podcast is really born, and also where our catchphrase "smoothest soup. soup" was born. In Ryan's drunken, yeah, drunken words. Yep, smoothest soup. So yeah. I'll, I'll throw it in there. So a little little background to the smoothest soup. We all went down fam jam. That's when our group we get together. We call it fam jams. So uh, we went down to a Cavs game. We got an Airbnb downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got it. I'm good now. There you go. There you go. We went to an Airbnb one. downtown. Went to a Cavs game, and we're sitting there and we're watching them warm up and stuff. Sure, and thank you. and Kevin Love is just draining threes. Just just sitting there it's on the line hard. and draining yep. threes. And he's just like he's hitting them, and he's like, there's smooth as soup and I'm like what'd you say Ryan and he was like and he just burst out laughing I heard what he said the first time uh-huh. I heard uh-huh. the smooth hey, you know I heard it you knew what he said there, there, I knew there was booze involved you know, yeah and soup. and yeah. it was it's just good though. right it's like a soup sandwich but I'm smooth as soup kept it going through the uh, <laughs> through the night and the next morning because it was it was actually it happened to be my birthday weekend yes. and I I have I, my my bougie thing is I have polo pajama pants. Ralph Polo. Ralph Lauren polo pajama okay. pants. I spent okay. forty dollars on pajama pants. You needed their good ones. So I just walked out of the bedroom and they're like they're kind of awake and groggy in the living room and I just walked out of the bedroom and just finger gun smooth as soup oh, yeah. and it was it was, that was it. We that just was sold right there. Because we were we were kind of throwing Can't around the podcast away. idea. No. no. No, we were throwing around the podcast idea at that time and coming up with names and everything sure. else. We were we originally wanted to do just a sports centric sports show, but sure. we realized yeah. that there's a lot and we do sports shows and yeah. it's, it we up. guys we, do everything. We, we, yeah. we want to do everything. We have we have a lot of interesting people that we know and we want to share their story and sure. Yeah, I like do, the diversity that you guys do. Yeah, I like that we started doing it. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's fun. Better. We yeah, still do yeah. the sports shows. I mean, we're big in the football, so we'll yeah. do a fantasy football that's coming up during football season and stuff like that. But sure. so, but that's that's pancakes on Sunday, and smoothest soup origin story in a in well, a nutshell. Nailed it. Got him. Well, thanks, so, fellas. Absolutely. Right, Thank you. And uh, thanks to everyone out there listening. And we'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.